Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free Lombardi line here on a Monday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hope you had a great weekend as we get it going. Just three weeks out from week one of the regular season in the NFL. Got week zero right around the corner. College football kicks off in Champaign, Illinois hosting Nebraska, which is an S show right now. Couple things. Uh, Josh Applebaum in for Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi is going to be here on Thursday live and in person. Okay. I'm going to be diplomatic here. Got Cam Newton news coming up in four minutes. Also reset the number for tonight with New Orleans and that quarterback battle coming up in four minutes as well. In lieu of that, I want to jump back into the baseball conversation. You got Texas at Boston. Texas getting big time right now. That game, first pitch in nine minutes. The reason I bring it up, and I have to be diplomatic because Michael's going to freak out if we use a term that is very (laughs) relevant in betting, which is steam. So (laughs) I got to be careful with Michael here. The best way to put this is, This is a good mirror of what happened yesterday. So yesterday on the show, and oftentimes we're just trying to give you examples to help you understand line movement and what it means as a better. Yesterday we were talking about the Dodgers hosting the Mets. The Dodgers had won nine straight. There was no reason to think they would lose, and the bet in the in the book uh, set them like three three dollar favorite, right? The Mets had lost six of eight. A free fall can't get a hit. It's a disaster. They're, the, literally, the owner of the franchise is tweeting how bad they stink. Well, randomly, we're sitting here, and we're just watching that number drop. Favoritism falling away from the Dodgers, and not necessarily favoritism, obviously, but the Mets were getting bet. 
The reason we say steam, now we won't use that term, but the reason we talk about line movement is because it is an indicator of what you consider to be sharp money or money that's respected coming in as we get closer to game time. That's very important. Really important, Patrick. I think you hit the nail on the head there. And, you know, again, I think it's a misconception. Like, we talk steam, and I think a lot of people's, people might think, like, oh, steam wins 90% of the time or 80 Like, that's not the case. Steam is just big uniform line movement across the market that's really driven by respected money. So uh, great point with steam and reverse line movement. These are terms that we use a lot. But, for example, last night, everyone's betting the Dodgers, yet Dodgers open, you know, minus 200. They're down to minus 170, like a huge line move there uh, toward uh, toward the Mets. So these are important things, and I think, when you're looking at this realistic expectation, so like perfect example, like for this game for uh, for Texas and Boston, the Red Sox open like minus 320, huge favorite yes. here. They're now down to minus 290, Patrick. So what does that tell you? If majority of the bets and everyone's betting the Red Sox here saying they have to win, they're a better team, they're coming off that loss Saturday. This is why you got to be careful with these big favorites. Red Sox were minus 300 on Saturday. Yesterday's game get, gets rained out. Texas won that thing 10 to 1. Baseball can be erratic like this, even though we're seeing this big chalk trend. What I'm getting at here, Patrick, is I think with a lot of sharps, they have numbers when they set on a game. So, like, you know, if they say that Texas, you know, my numbers say they should be, you know, plus two, I don't know, plus 220 in this game, and I'm getting a plus 250, a plus 260, that's value. That's Doesn't right. mean it's going to cash every time, but it means that, hey, if you play this long term, I may lose today. Red Sox may win 10 nothing, and I look like an idiot for betting Texas. But I also look at it as it makes me kind of lay off a team as well. Sometimes the best bets you make are the ones you don't make. So, you know, if, if you want to bet Red Sox and just say, hey, easy win, I'll start 1-0 and today, be a little careful. The line's going to Texas. Uh, again, it's not just that you follow steam, but also it can kind of take you off a bet if you're leaning uh, too much on one side. That's why to me that under, especially with uh, wind blowing in, head-to-head -head matchups 4-2 and two to the under, to me, that's a better play versus uh, maybe getting late to the party with Texas or betting on the Red Sox, even though there's uh, opposing money coming in yeah, the other way with that's the That's perfectly put. And by the way, of course, steam doesn't mean you're going to win. I mean, Boston's still a $2.80 favorite. Okay. Well, they should win. Well, yeah. Well, the, the, the implied, the, implicitly, they should win this baseball game. But what we're talking, and I think you brought up the best point possible. If you're getting into this game and you want to do it and you want to do it right, maybe as some tertiary income, you should be setting your own numbers. So what Josh is talking about is he's saying, all right, the Texas, Boston, if you really love baseball betting, you should set your number. So here's a number you'll go up to with laying it on Boston. Here's a number you'll take with Texas. And as that number moves towards Texas, maybe you start to get the number you're looking for. That's the importance. And that's why, and just paying attention, by the way, corroboration on the under, which opened 10 down to nine and a half. Your buddy, Will Hill is on the under as well, Josh. Oh, that makes me feel good. I'm feeling good. Will's actually really sneaky good with his totals, and he, he bets a lot of unders. That's why I know he's kind of sharp, because like it's not fun to sweat unders, Patrick. Bullpens can blow for you. You don't even need me to tell you. But Especially uh, that we'll Boston help. bullpen. No offense. Oh, brutal, Patrick. Where's Craig Kimbrough? Send him back to Boston. <laughs> we need him. Or maybe Papelbon back in the day. It's V-SIN, the Sports Betting Network, presented by BetMGM. This is, of course, the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Josh Applebaum sitting in for the man, Michael Lombardi. You mentioned Will Hill. He is good with the baseball totals. Just ask him.
And we will ask him coming up in now 25 minutes. We kid, but he does do a great job. He hates the Phillies, though, because the Phillies broke his heart in San Diego. Okay, so early baseball out of the way. We now transition back to what everybody's looking at tonight, and that is week two of the preseason closing out with Jacksonville at New Orleans. Open New Orleans, three and a half. Presumably, you have two quarterback competitions going on, both in Jacksonville and New Orleans. You don't very much have a quarterback competition in Jacksonville. Imagine drafting a once in 50 year player in Trevor Lawrence and not playing him. That's not going to happen in new Orleans. We genuinely have a quarterback competition. As a matter of fact, I think the number you can update me on the odds for Jameis and Taysom, but this number's jumped up to new Orleans lane four. not a surprise there with the competition at quarterback. And I'm starting to see 39 and a half. So there's also forties, which we mentioned earlier, as far as a total that jumped up from 37 and a half off the opener, Josh. Yeah, great point by you, Patrick. So again, Jameis minus 190 favorite here to take the snap week one, 66% implied probability. And I think you and you and TG, when you're, go, when you're going back and forth with this total, uh, if you listen closely, there are some really insightful things you guys are talking about. So number one, definitely movement to the over. You know, open 37 and a half. It's all the way up. It got to 40. It ticked back down 39 and a half. Now it looks like it's back up to 40. So uh, I jumped on the 40. You know, there's a 39 and a half out there. Wait it out. You know, you got a bunch. You got, what do you have, Patrick? Seven hours until this game starts. Try to get a 40 if you can. Key numbers, not as important when it comes to totals as it is spreads, but still you want to give yourself as much wiggle room as you can. Now the play that, I, so I'm playing the under pretty much out of principle, Patrick, with all these unders cashing, inflated line opportunity, magic number 37 and a half. The unders 10 and two at 62% since 2014. But this is what scares me, what you and TG were talking about, these QB battles. When you have QB battles, you're incentivized to score. You're incentivized to play well and win that and win that matchup there. Like for example, the Broncos. We've seen them, uh, you know, play very well with Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. The Patriots. You know, it was a nail biter there. They went under that last time, but Mac and Cam both want to score because they want to win this job. So you know, Urban Meyer saying like it's it's kind of uh, Patrick. Has he mentioned that it's it's Trevor Lawrence? He's still like coy, like oh, it's a battle. But come on, man, wink, wink. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's got here. some co- he's got but, some college stick going on. Obviously, he's one of the great college yeah. coaches of all time. But that's not going to work in the pros. Go ahead, Josh. I, I don't think so, Patrick. And again, Tebow, we can't kick him around anymore. By the way, what are the odds of what Tebow is going to do next, Patrick? Is he going to be a uh, I don't know? What's he going to try to play ice hockey or I don't know? Play. I think play he's going to write a book again. about sports yeah. betting and take your job. Tim Tebow's coming oh, for all man. of us. Watch your net. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'd be scared. He's pretty good, so I, I'd watch out. But I think just to your point, Patrick, it does give me a little heartburn that. With New Orleans in the QB battle, they're incentivized to score. And I think that's why you're getting uh, this high total. But also in terms of value, again, if you're betting the over 40 now, you're getting the worst of it after a lot of that value is gone and pros really targeted, you know, the over 37 and a half early. So I'll take, uh, you know, a little grain of salt there. Uh, but again, these QB battles are important. They want to play well. They want to win these jobs. That's why maybe you're seeing this move to New Orleans and that money going up, even though, again, if you're playing this under trend, you kind of like that and play the line. I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty comfortable with laying the four. Remember, the Saints in week one against Baltimore had six turnovers, three by way of interceptions from the quarterbacks, and they still only lost 17 to 14. That is, you know, think of six turnovers and a lose by three. That's insane. Uh, so that's my, that the Saints, that's the Saints right there. Also, the Jags. The Jags obviously failed to cover as a point and a half home favorites in week one. The first for Urban Meyer there. Jacksonville also went 0 4 ATS last year in the exhibition schedule, which, you know, take what you will from last year. We got a new regime. But I, I think you're going to have a pretty concerted effort. The one thing I will say, and I've been digging into Jacksonville, if, 
Really intrigued by Jacksonville. Have some really good skill. Chenault's a good player. Brought in Marvin Jones Jr. They're going to be able to run the football. The offensive line's a bit of a disaster, which is a concern for Lawrence. Uh, but they have some pieces on defense. You know, it's an interesting team. Six wins would be great. I think their total set at six and a half. Remember, it's a team that just won one game last year. The, the one thing I will say, I think this is going to be a spirited effort from Jacksonville tonight because by what I read, Meyer not overly happy and really wants to go tempo, really wants to see what the offense looks like tonight, which is, you know, maybe why we're seeing that total tick up a little bit as well. There you see it, Josh, six and a half win total. A lot of that six and that six and a half is interesting because, you know, one win last year, got to get to seven. If you go over it, a lot of that is a lot of belief in Lawrence and obviously in urban Meyer. Yeah. So full transparency, Patrick, I got the under six and a half there. I really like this underplay. I think even if, you know, you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, uh, you can be excited about the future. You got Trevor Lawrence. You know, you're really starting to hopefully turn this thing around. He's a local kid. There's a lot of uh, reasons to maybe feel good about the future. But I just think it's a really tough task to go from one and 15 and not win six more games and get to, get to the seven. I mean, you look through the schedule, Patrick, it, it's kind of tough. I mean, you have to play a lot of teams, you know, playoff teams. You're going to have to play the Bills, the Seahawks, the Colts. I mean, look at that middle of their uh, of their Brutal. schedule there, Patrick. I mean, they could theoretically go, you know, 0 and 6 there through the middle of the season. You know, we talked yesterday about even week one at the Texans, and we someone tweeted and they had a great point. Uh, that could be like a survivor thing where everyone's playing uh, Jacksonville, and I don't, I'm not saying the Texans could win that thing, but the value of grabbing the points with Houston plus three when you have all this love uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh, to me, going under six and a half, that's the play because you're really betting against rookie coaches, rookie quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, you're going to play the Texans twice, and you know you have some of these. Uh, but I don't really see Patrick. If we go through this one by one, and I would recommend that if you're going to bet these win totals, you know, look at the juice, look at the stability, the strength of schedule. We'll go through each game and map out. Hey, it's always fun, you know, uh, you know, win here, loss here. You go through it and you come up with a number. Uh, but it can get your your mind training to uh, look at these numbers and kind of map this thing out overall. But one thing I'm looking at Patrick too is like um, rookie coach, rookie quarterback. The ironic thing is like I want to bet against them, bet against them in the regular season. But I kind of want to bet on them in the preseason just because they want to play well. They want to be motivated. But it's kind of been hit or miss. Like, the Jets are a really good example. The Jets have come up twice in the preseason where sharp dog to fave line move, motivated. You know, again, information-based bet with the Packers not playing their QBs. So I like betting on Salah there. But then you look at Nick Sirianni. 0-2 hasn't really been close. You know, wasn't really great there that that first week there for the Jaguars. I think you got to take them individually, but I'm with you, Patrick, looking at that win total. It's hard to find seven wins. I think that you could, you could go, you know, well, you could win four games and feel like, wow, we're building something. We we did better than last year, but I think it's just a tough task to win seven or more. I don't see it happening. It's so funny. You say that the schedule trick, you have to be careful with schedule shtick and just running through them. (laughs) When I started in sports talk radio, like 20 years ago, back in Detroit, we used to run these schedules every year with Alliance. And shockingly, by the time we were done with the schedule every year, it'd be eight and eight. So it just became yep. like a running joke. <laughs> now they generally finished worse than eight and eight, but it would be eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. It was never, you know, we were never on point, which is careful because obviously so much changes throughout the year. When you just try to pick off over 17 weeks, a win loss, win loss, win loss, you get yourself in trouble. Your greater point is a good, is you nailed it. If they won six games this year, Jacksonville, that's a lot to build on moving into next year. They won a game last year. Well, if they win six games and you went over the posted total, you're still going to lose your bet. So that's that. No quarterback competition there. I will say this. Peyton is expected to name a starter at quarterback 
next, I think he said, essentially, this is the game. And Jameis is going to start. Taysom started week one. This is really, this is going to have a, this will have everything to do, this and then practice moving forward. This week will have everything to do with who's a starter. I like that pressure on a Winston who's a vet at this point and Taysom Hill who's 31 years old. That's why I like backing the Saints. It's just going to, this, they have to show and prove, Josh. I'm with you, Patrick. And again, with this QB competition market, we do see a lot of the incumbents or the favorites, the chalk went out, you know, uh, the veteran, the guy who's expected to, to win these battles. I don't have a number for you, but I just feel like anecdotally and looking at it every year, it's kind of that minus number that that wins out where I think the public looks at these prop bets and says, hey, some hill. Yeah, I'll take a plus 140 there. They lean to the plus money wanting to turn, you know, a small bet into a bigger payout, kind of like the, the parlay conversation there. But you do see some of these chalk numbers do well. And one thing also is like, these can go off the board at any time. If you're going to place these bets, you got to find a way to get it available and bet it before it moves. Like, for example, Drew Locke, who Michael Lombardi really likes to win that battle. You know, that was kind of a, a pick em type number. Locke was minus 120. He shot up to minus 185. Then it went off the board. Uh, and we were like, okay, too bad. It's not there anymore. We can't get down on it. It just went back up at DraftKings here. Some other books have it as well. So these might be your last chance. Like, if you like Jameis uh, to win this QB battle, Patrick, and I'm with you, I think he is the play. Uh, you may, this may be your last spot, you know, minus 190. He could either play really well tonight, shoot up, go to minus 250 or more, or they could just pull it off the board entirely. So it's not just, you know, making the right bet. It's the timing of it and, and trying to get down on these bets before the, the odds makers take them down. Uh, again, maybe Jameis plays poorly. Maybe Taysom Hill looks great. Maybe it becomes more of a pick em, uh type number here. But again, you're, you're, you're basically losing opportunities to bet these props Pretty soon they're going to be off the board. And both Jameis and Drew Locke at minus 190, those are the plays I would make. And again, I don't know how many chances, how many more chances you're going to get to bet these. They could be coming off the board soon. Well, great point about being ripped off the board. Somebody emailed me and said, uh, if I have a bet on Locke to win the quarterback battle and they rip it off the board, is my ticket still valid? Absolutely. The, the, as long as you get it in. As, yep. as long as you get it in, you're you're fine. And it's interesting, you know, because as you and I sat here and Michael mentioned last week, he thought it was going to be Locke. And as we were doing the show, reports coming in, it looks like it's definitely going to be Drew Locke. And for good reasons, Michael had a great explanation as to why the Broncos would start with Locke. It's a ridiculously talented roster. Now, we sat here on the Lombardi line on Saturday and Sunday. That number wasn't up. So Bridgewater's performance over the weekend has the books feeling feeling themselves feeling like maybe we can throw it up there and, and take some more cash on this battle when they threw it up as you mentioned it's lock 190 right i got lock 190 is this DraftKings and plus 130 yep. on bridgewater yeah patrick you make a great point because the only reason you're you're getting the opportunity to bet drew lock now is because he didn't play that well in the last game because teddy bridgewater did right. play well so you're almost like in a weird way it's almost like you know we talked that conversation with tg about like the head fake like if Drew Locke played well, this would probably remain off the board and you wouldn't be able to bet it again. The fact that Locke wasn't great and, and Teddy looked pretty good is is basically the odds maker saying, okay, maybe this is more of a competition. You know, Vic Fangio has been kind of coy. I, I saw something that he's probably going to name his starter this week, Patrick. But uh, again, you're actually thanking Locke for not playing well to give you another opportunity to bet him here at this point. So uh, that's definitely something you got you got to look out for moving forward. And, and really, if again, your, your, your numbers or chances of betting lock are dwindling. And again, you're only getting him another opportunity here to bet him because he didn't play well. And Teddy may have, you know, uh, said to the odds makers, yeah, we'll throw it up there again because he played well. Maybe we'll get some more money on Teddy to balance out 
maybe some liability there on Drew Locke. Okay, another quarterback battle here. Lombardi line as we say hi on a Monday. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, we're presented by BetMGM. Michael's out. He'll be here. The big guy will be here on Thursday. Josh Applebaum, Market Insights, hanging out. The game last night in Los Angeles. SoFi looks ridiculous on TV. That stadium's sick. Um, 15 to 10 winner for San Francisco. So let's talk about the odds on Lance or Jimmy G. You know what you're getting with Jimmy G? Be, you know, a little plus money on basic, right? <laughs> you know, but you know, you know what you're getting on Jimmy G. Uh, the excitement is for Trey Lance, who's a big kid. He's a mobile kid. I'll say this. He was eight of 14, 102 yards passing. One of them was the sideline route, a little bit of a wheel route where I think it was a 50 yard completion. Uh, he had two touchdown passes. He did have a pick. I didn't think Lance looked good at all. I mean, that's just we deal in betting, so I'm not going to posit what I think about the quarterbacks. I thought he looked jittery. I thought he looked indecisive um, in the pocket, but then he he kind of came on. Rookie quarterbacks, people just want the fan base wants to see them play. Did last night's performance by Trey Lance drop the number at all? Patrick, it didn't move at all. It's still minus 400 Jimmy G. So that's an implied probability of 80%. Right now you're getting Trey Lance plus 300. Uh, we don't want to make Michael's head explode, but there was that big bet on Trey Lance to win MVP. What was it? 125 to 125 one. 125 to one. Yeah, some crazy number like that. I think Michael would call that a St. Jude's bet right there. But Patrick, I'm with you. You know, the, the only thing I would say with, with, with Lance is that he made one throw that really jumped out to me. And I'm sweating the under here in that game. I'm like, okay, stop scoring. It's, it's ironic. Like, there were zero points in the first quarter. They blow up the second quarter. There really wasn't much later, so the under came home. But there was one play where he threw a dart down the middle right to, I think it was Travis Benjamin. Yeah. And that was like, wow. Like, that was impressive. So you're right. He was erratic. His completion percentage isn't very good. But I think it was that throw that you're like, wow, we got something here. Uh, maybe why Shanahan, you know, uh, it was funny, Patrick. We were doing shows. It was uh, on draft day. We saw that massive movement toward Trey Lance when it was, for a while, Mac Jones the favorite to go third overall. So that's something that jumped out to you. I still think Jimmy G, you know, here's the thing. It's not sexy to lay a 400 with minus 400 with Jimmy G. It is to grab the plus money with Lance, but that's kind of that public mindset where you may fall into a bit of a trap here. But I, so I'm leaning Jimmy G. I think you start with him. I think it's much easier to go with him and, and, you know, go to Lance. Maybe if there's an injury or uh, if, you know, Jimmy G doesn't play that well, remember Lance, he did, he played one game. What last year, Patrick, he hasn't played in two years. This is a guy that just needs to get some action. And I don't know if you want to throw him out there immediately, but here's the other one, uh, uh, Patrick, Please. we don't have odds on this one, but can I get odds on the backup quarterback for the chargers? Because Easton stick oh, was boy. out there. Yeah, That's my boy. boy. Yeah. Great name, by the way. Uh, he's making moves left and right. And Chase Daniel just looked, between me and you, Patrick, I thought he looked terrible. This is a guy that is a veteran. I, I would love to see how much money he's made in the league. This guy that's hung around forever, backup jobs, and made a lot of money as a backup. He's throwing picks. He's being. Uh, he's out there late in the third quarter, fourth quarter. That's always uh, mostly never a good sign there when you're a veteran out there late. So if any odds makers are listening, uh, give, give me an Easton stick versus, versus Chase Daniel prop bet. That's got to be a pick em right now where they're going to go with that one. Easton Stick play college where, Josh Applebaum? Oh, man. North Dakota State. I bring it up Ooh. because Carson Wentz. When we come back, let's discuss this. We also have one quarterback number to get to that we haven't. It is, oh, in Chicago with Big Red. It's my time <laughs> to shine, Andy Dalton. Big Red, Andy Dalton. And, of course, Justin Fields. Do you think the Chicago Bears fan base wants Justin Fields? They're obsessing over <laughs> Justin Fields. However, when we come back, we'll get you that number. When we come back, we'll discuss. I think 
week one, Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz should be good to go. We'll see if that number's been adjusted at all because both are at, back at practice for the Colts, which is huge. Then William Hill is going to join us right here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is Sin, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.
Okay, so Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Josh Applebaum, Michael Lombardi on assignment. Okay, so the big news, three weeks after the foot surgery, Carson Wentz returns. Now He's going to be limited in practice as I take a look at him throwing passes up there. He's going to be limited in practice, but this is huge news for that week one opener. Now, we'll get the updated number. Remember, Seattle in town to open up the season there in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil. A couple other notes, though. I mean, Quentin Nelson returning to practice today was huge. Also, Ryan Kelly, the center return to practice today. That's a run-heavy offense. Uh, This is great news for the Colts, Colts backers. Anything happen with the number, Josh? Yeah, it really is great news. And this is a team that, you know, during the offseason, they had that really terrible week where all these guys got injured and it was just really uh, looking rough there. You know, the Titans, to me, at that that time were the uh, kind of the bet to make. I think their over nine win total, I jumped on that. I feel like it was like minus 140. It was definitely juiced up. But Patrick, you're right. We're starting to see it really come back here. You know, it opened... A lot of these books, Colts minus three, yet all these injuries, it actually flipped all the way to Seattle minus three. Now I'm starting to see it come back down with the news that uh, you're going to get these guys back, Carson Wentz and Patrick. I just, uh, during one of our breaks, I'm on Twitter. I'm seeing, uh, you know, Carson Wentz run around. His foot looks good. He, you know, he's making moves here. Um, so their win total uh, still drew stuff under. If you like the over and you think they can be decent, you're getting plus 105. But really for that week one game, it's coming back to the Colts here, which I know will make our buddy JVT happy. He's, he's a big Colts backer. But that got, got all the way up to Seattle minus three, now two and a half, now two. Patrick, I'm seeing some shops that are down to minus one Seattle. So it, it, this thing is moving as we speak, Patrick. A lot of money coming in here with uh, the Colts maybe saying, hey, these guys are looking good. They're probably going to play. Um, again, we do see dogs do very well week one. But maybe your edge here would be these guys getting healthy. You're getting uh, kind of a, a number you know, that's, that's moved so much. There's, there's this buyback as we, as we look at it. But also non-conference favorites. You know, I love Russell Wilson. He's great as a dog. He's like 62% ATS as a dog. But non-conference uh, home favorites tend to do well. The lack of familiarity benefits that non-conference favorite. So definitely coming back to the Colts. Patrick, I could see this a pick them or even maybe move back to minus one Colts. It's really d- moving that direction with these guys getting healthier. I know. That's when you got to get your Doogie Hauser on. You know, <laughs> it's like when that number started moving with the announcement, first off, they were so nebulous with their projections as far as when he and Nelson would remember. They were like, Hey, he should be back in five to a hundred weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll pick the middle. He'll be back in 52 weeks. So next year, that doesn't make a sense. And now he's already back at practice after three weeks with the foot surgery. It's, it's, it's interesting. That's what makes this so much fun is it's such a game. It's a game with the book. It's a game with the teams and uh, you know, you're trying to beat them. Where I'm interested with this Colts team, if we can throw that up there, Britain, uh, just the schedule, they're plus 180 in division. Man, are the Titans getting love, huh? I mean, it just <laughs> it feels like everybody. I just told you, John Ewing said over at BetMGM, they got a ton of liability on the Titans this year. That Titans team's getting love because that plus 180, if we get two to one in division on the Colts, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Patrick. So I think we can probably, no offense, but probably say, hey, Texans, Jaguars, you're probably not winning this division. Crazier things have happened, I know, but you can kind of push them aside. And really what I look at is a two-team race here. So if you jumped on, uh, obviously, the Titans at a plus money number before these injuries took place, I want to say the Colts at the beginning of the summer before all these injuries happen, I want to say they're like even money or like plus 105 or plus 110 to win that division. Titans were kind of right behind them, like plus 120. I remember they were both plus numbers here. Uh, but now that you're kind of buying low, to me, the value play would be grabbing the division plus 180. You could almost set up a situation where if you get both teams plus money, you're kind of just saying, hey, as long as I get one of them here, I'm going to get a half unit, you know, 0.8 units, whatever it may be here on the payouts. So I think buying low, that's another thing, Patrick, like, you know, as a contrarian better or a value-based better, 
I always want to buy on bad news, sell on good news. So it's starting to move. The narrative's moving here with these guys getting healthier. I think you're going to see some love back to Indy because I think the public, they really like Indy to begin with. The injury scared them off. Now you tell me everyone's healthy, boom, you know, Frank Reich and uh, this this roster, which is really deep, you know, uh, 1 to 53. You're going to see the narrative probably shift back to falling in love with Indy. And you get a plus 180 right now, Patrick. I think that thing's going to fall. You, this might be plus 150, you know, by next week. And, and you're going to say, hey, I, maybe I was I was glad to jump on that plus money uh, on, a, on a random Monday and, you know, the 23rd of August here. And this is why you're an author. It just dropped the plus 140 at DraftKings. All the way from wow. plus 180 to that's a pretty significant move. Britton just told me in my ear, we're already down to plus 140 Colts in division. It was plus 180 when I came into the studio. Think about that. That's I know it annoys Michael, but I always say timing and temperament. Timing is for so when, you get, when you get your bets in, and temperament is don't chase bets and don't get crazy. Don't bet because they're on prime time. Don't bet when you're drinking tequila. You don't drink and drive. You shouldn't be so drinking drink and bet. betting. Maybe I should take my own advice. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> when we come back, Will Hill's going to join the show. He's got a bunch of plays. We continue. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. preseason is kicked off of course it's the perfect time to huddle up with the vsin pro football betting guide our experts provide profiles on every team we do everything honestly season win totals division finishes player awards everything vsin.com slash subscribe is 20 bucks right now but if you go to vsin.com slash subscribe i'm going to keep telling you this because it's a great discount get both the vsin college football betting guide and the nfl betting guide at a discount at vsin dot com slash subscribe i'm patrick maher this is the lombardi line josh applebaum is here of course market insights did it already drop did you already record your podcast today josh patrick i had to wake up early my man i got a triple header i got i got the pod i got me and you running running games right now i got uh, betting betting cross america later today so i got a I got triple header today my man it's already dropped you are great job. You can go to vston.com slash podcast. You're a grinder, my man. So we'll take Always a little of the pressure it. off you. Run a three-man weave with our buddy William Hill. Will Hill, of course, hanging out. Look at him. He's pensive. He is serious I'm inspired. Today. No, I'm, I'm inspired by Applebaum. I mean, there's almost a, a tear to my eye. Jeez. Can I ask you? That, that's uh, daily, daily coach type stuff. He, yeah, no, it really is. Can I ask you about Tropical Storm Thierry Henry? How are you doing in Connecticut? <laughs> Uh, we got some rain. That was about it. They told us, you know, eight to 21 days expect to be without power. I was, I was keeping Lombardi post on the storm because he's out in the East coast. I wasn't sure how New Jersey handle it, but of course he's out West. And I told him how the storm was a bust and his response, one word steam. <laughs> he's, dude, he, Michael is obsessed with that term. I mean, well, he, 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 it he, was fitting though. I mean, it was, it was kind of fitting because it was, man, it was just a lot of noise. He is uh, Josh. You've <laughs> created a monster. He dislikes the term steam more than anything on the planet. I, and I love that we poke him with it. Um, 
of course, Point Spread Weekly contributor Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter with the handle for the ages. Uh, what'd you take from yesterday? Did you, by the way, did you see Lance? I, I don't think there's a chance he starts week one. People were impressed by him. I thought he looked jittery. I thought he looked, he's obviously so talented, but I wasn't overly impressed. Yeah, it was a mixed bag. He looked really bad. I mean, people were making jokes on Twitter that maybe Nate Sudfeld will be starting week one over Garoppolo and Trey Lance. He looked so bad. Both guys looked really bad early. But Dan Lance, you see the tools late. I mean, he he had a two-point conversion that I think got called back that he ran in. uh, Accurate. He was a little more decisive. And I think there's a puncher's chance he could start. I think the Bears are still going to go with Dalton. I don't know what the odds are now on Lance. I think Shanahan was pretty non-committal last night, which is telling because he's been pretty adamant that it will be Garoppolo. And for him to say, you know what, I haven't made up my mind. We'll see. Maybe there's a puncher's chance it is Lance. I'd be curious to see what those odds are. Yeah, Will, I got them for you right here, my man. Plus 300. So uh, risk 100, get 300 back, get your bet back if that cashes. Um, I want to ask you, do you have any action on tonight's game, Will? Because Patrick and I were talking about it. Little move here to New Orleans. They're minus three, three and a half, up to minus four. Um, it's been interesting with the total. I'm wondering if you got to lean on the total because you had a lot of early money on that over. It was 37 and a half, got all the way up to 40, down to 39 and a half, back up to 40. So it's definitely risen here. Uh, and I think the angle Patrick and I were talking about is, you know, uh, the QB competition odds. You know, Jameis minus 190 to be the week one starter. They're incentivized to play well. Any play on this game, Will, or, or are you just looking at baseball today? I think you got to be blind betting these unders. I mean, it doesn't seem like the market's caught up. I mean, they just cash and they keep cashing. Uh, if I were to lean on the side, I, w- I would go Jags just because four points is a lot. We saw it yesterday with both favorites. They win the game. I think both uh, the, the Browns were like a four or five point favorite and the 49ers were like a six point favorite, depending on when you got it. Both teams won the game, but neither covered. You know, you're just seeing a lot of uh, close games, a lot of low scoring games. Um, no overtime. So, I mean, the end of the end of these games are pretty ugly. Four points is a lot. That's still a pretty good quarterback rotation for the Jags. And, you know, after Lawrence, you get Minshew and Jake Luton and Beathard. That's not terrible. So garbage time, maybe you can score points more than some of these other teams. You do have some quarterbacks with experience. Uh, just from a live bet, you guys will appreciate this as live betters. It was the early fourth quarter. Chargers are down five. 49ers have the ball at midfield. Chargers are plus 500 to win the game. The 49ers fumble. They, they fumble the snap. The Chargers recover it. And all the line did was go to Chargers plus 400. That's how bad the Chargers were. That's how bad yeah. the offense was at the end of that game yesterday. It was like, we don't care that you have the ball and you're only down five points. We're going to move you from 500 to 400, which is really not a whole lot. It was uh, pretty entertaining in, in a sick way at the end of the game. There's nobody on the planet that likes a good plus money sweat like Will Hill. And <laughs> as I'm looking at your notes right now, I thought you were jaded. I thought the Phillies, you were done with the Phillies, but you're running back to somebody that just cheated on you. I mean, so the Phillies right now are five back of Atlanta. Atlanta can't lose. We told you even laid the price yesterday, but you like the Phillies in division. If you haven't jumped on them yet, maybe now is the time you can get them. What plus 500 plus 600. I'm not sure what odds you guys are looking at, but that's around the ballpark for it. And here's why they play Tampa two times. Okay. There might be without Cruz, might be without Choi. It's in a national league park. That's a little out of Tampa's element. But after that, man, it gets really easy. Now that I know they struggled with Arizona last week, but they get four with Arizona in Philadelphia. Then they get three with the nationals in Philadelphia. They get the Marlins. They still have three with the Orioles. The schedule gets really easy. I, I know they've been bad, but they have a chance if they're ever going to run off seven, eight in a row, like Atlanta did now might be the time. And maybe, you know, you win eight in a row like Atlanta did and you're right back in it within a game or two or tied uh, something like that. So the schedule gets really easy for Philly. I know five is kind of a lot at this point, but uh, 
if they're going to make a run, it's coming soon because that is a really soft schedule. And they still have a bunch of games with the Pirates, I think, second, uh, and, and the Rockies at home. So if you look at that schedule, man, it, it is easy. You didn't even well, he, he, go, he didn't yeah. even make the Phillies sleep on the couch for a week after he no. after they cheated on him. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, yeah, no, no doghouse play there for Will Hill. But uh, Will, I'm really glad you mentioned the Oakland A's today because to me, this is your sharpest bet of the day in MLB. I love this play for the A's. Tell me why you like the A's today. I mean, I like it in terms of kind of a pick'em type number, minus one ten Oakland. It's shot up all the way to minus one thirty. So a lot of that S word. I won't say it. The S word here. Uh, it's <laughs> Oakland. Uh, but they're also 28 and 18 against lefties. They've been pretty good at home. Uh, sell me on Oakland, uh, even though I'm already on them here, Will Hill. Yeah, you, uh, you hit a lot of the key points. I'll just add to that that I've just been looking to fade Seattle. They're nine games over 500. You look at that, wow, that's a good team. You look a little closer. They've been extremely fortunate, a great record in one-run games. They're minus 62 runs on the yeah, year, so they've been incredible. outscored by 62 runs. Yeah, it really is. So there's some regression coming there. I think this is a, a big game for Oakland. They, they blew a couple games to San Fran the last couple of days. They're fighting for the wild card. Uh, they're home, not opposed to an overplay either. Gonzalez gives up a lot of homers. I think like two per nine innings. Blackburn's got a high ERA. So I, I like the A's and I'm not opposed to a, an overplay. Yeah, that run diff stat for Seattle. It's smoking. crazy. So it is. You're right, Will. It is. It's smoke and mirrors. It really, and, and this is, it seems pretty common or pretty common sense, but this is the time when you can start fading specific teams. We talked about Baltimore. They're demoralized. The Cubs, the Nats. I, I agree with you on the run differential in Seattle as well. And there's there's teams at this point you can start to fade. When we come back, did you think of a number on Baltimore for the rest of the year? I was walking my dog thinking about, I might take the 48. <laughs> Excuse me, the 58. Yeah. When we come back, no, hold it, hold it. We'll t- yeah, we'll talk we'll, after. We'll, we'll discuss our little bet we've got going on <laughs> with Will Hill joining the Lombardi line. Josh and I here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed anything, he's at not the Will, Will Hill. Josh is Josh underscore insights. We're at VSIN live on Twitter. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. That's <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. like summer Fridays, you're going to love Money Mondays over at BetMGM. Here's how it works. If you bet 50 bucks Monday through Sunday or, yeah, you know, over the week, you're going to get $10 in your account every Monday at BetMGM. It's simple. You're going to bet the 50 bucks, so trust me, you're going to get the free $10. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions or download the BetMGM app. It's simple to do. It's This is one of their better promotions because you just wake up on a Monday in a bad mood. Boom, you're $10 richer. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. You have a call, problem? Gambling, 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Lombardi Line here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Point Spread Weekly's Will Hill joins us. Of course, us would be me and Josh Applebaum. Josh Applebaum, Market Insights. Are you live betting the Rangers right now, Will? I went to, and then it went off the board. I said something must have happened. I saw the Rangers were like plus 250, and then uh, Boston hit a two-run homer, so that's probably up to four, 400, 450. I just don't think – this is the funny thing with baseball. You know, you could get a good number on a team and an overinflated price. If they don't win, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if the Jaguars play the Chiefs, they, they inflate the point spread. It, it matters because you can cover with baseball. It's If you don't win the game, it could be 100, one, 100 to 1. If they don't win, they don't win. I would imagine, Josh Applebaum, you're excited about the two-run bomb. However, as I take a look <laughs> yeah, here – Excited, Josh. <laughs> the Yankees <laughs> uh, wild card. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is what a this is such a fall for the uh, Boston Red Sox here. With seven back in division, Josh. Yeah, it's been brutal here. So Will Hill, you know, it's funny. Me and Will, uh, I also text Will here and there. There was all these times when my Sox were owning the Yankees. They would be down big, come back and win. And you know, Will Will's crying into his beer. Now I'm now I'm the guy crying into my beer with the Red Sox. But I would say the Sox schedule and Will's point was really. Uh, really prescient, you know, look at the schedule down the stretch for some of these teams, because you have some teams that have, you know, they're going to play a lot of teams above 500 the last part of the year. You have other teams with a soft spot here. The Red Sox, 
have a lot of games with the Orioles left. You know, I think with their last, I want to say like 75% of their games down the stretch are teams below 500. So they do have the Rays, the Yankees a little bit more, but these soft schedules could make for interesting races. So if you're looking at these division odds, or maybe you're looking at a dog play, uh, or maybe a team that can get back into the race, if they have a soft schedule down the stretch where they're going to feast on these teams that Patrick, you mentioned to bet against, like, you know, the Cubs and the Pirates and and the Nats and, T and the Orioles and teams like this, that could get you back into the race. But, uh, Will, your, your Yankees are looking much. They were like 500 a minute ago. Now they're 20 games above 500. How the heck did that happen? It happened quick. It's a lot of Rizzo and Gallo, but it's some of the older guys stepping up. Stanton's gotten a million big hits. I know he's not the most popular Yankee, but he, he's played well. Even the guys like Wade and Velasquez at the bottom Wade's been have great. chipped in. Yeah. yeah, he has. He's great to little strong. I mean, he's still hitting 270 For with no them, homers. I mean, just their, I everybody no. they're piecing in there has kind of worked out yeah. over this last month, you know? Right. I mean, the bottom of the lineup at one point, Gardner, Wade, Velasquez, it was like three automatic outs. Forget about it. It's like having the pitcher spot three times yeah. over in an American League game. And they've just, they, they've, they've stepped up a little bit. LeMay, who's been a little bit better. They're a good team. I mean, there was a reason Vegas isn't that far off on these teams. Their, their over under number was 96 and a half, 97 before the year. For them to be 500, and the Red Sox, on the other hand, their preseason number was 79. So there's going to be regression to the mean. So I'm not totally surprised. I, I was waiting for this for the Yankees. Took a little longer than we thought. I think the surprising thing is they've pitched really well i mean you look at the guys like nestor cortez and tyone and, and some of these starters it's you, you don't really expect them to pitch well but they have been really good really consistent in the uh in the rotation okay josh can you mediate this bet with me and william okay so <laughs> ready I, I think i might have jumped the gun a little bit okay yeah, so the reason i brought this up yesterday will and i were discussing baltimore what's baltimore now lost uh, 15 16 straight they've had two different losing 18. 18 streaks eight two different losing streaks of like 14 plus this year which is wild so they're sitting 38 and 85 what does that leave them with 39 games to play the 03 tigers were the worst team in the history of the american league when they won 42 games will with my guy alan trammell on the bench oh that was brutal <laughs> um so Baltimore, I mean, there's 39 games to play. They, they're under, I mean, obviously they're on pace to win more than 42, but you and I were having a little fun with where would we set the win total the rest of the year for Baltimore? What are you thinking? I think your number yesterday was 10. I said, we'll bet the under, uh, 10 is about a good number. I think, look, if they don't beat the Angels these next three games, they play the Angels coming up at home. After that, it's the Rays. After that, it's the Yankees. Then it's the Red Sox, and I think the Jays. I mean, they could literally, they could probably lose 28, 30 in a row. It's not, like, totally inconceivable. I think 10 is a fair number. It might even be a little high. I think the you're right. Is, I think it's a little high. They're not high. even close. They're not even close in some of these games. I mean, th there was a stretch where they lost not only 17 in a row, but they're all by two runs or more. They're giving up 9, 10 runs a night. They're, they're losing early every night. And even when they get a lead, the bullpen's atrocious. The starting rotation's so bad. It, it, and that's a tough division to be bad in. I think, yeah, not, not, maybe nine and a half, ten wins. I, I think after the loss yesterday, Josh, I got to bump it down to nine. <laughs> You're the mediator. What do you think? Uh, so, I, number one, I like that you guys are betting with each other. You can save the juice so right off the bat. You know, you're automatically in a good spot. But I, I would say probably I could see them winning maybe eight more games. I know it's really bad we're beating up on Baltimore here. But 39 games left. The way you're trending right now, and also also these things can really snowball. Like when you get closer and closer to the offseason and the season being over, uh, they've already brought up some young players. What if it gets worse? What if you're bringing in, uh, you know, will Matt Harvey continue to pitch out here? Even a guy like John Means, who's been their best pitcher, you know, what's the motivation for these players down the stretch? I think that's something uh, they got to look out for. So I'm with you. I would say, you know, 10 games over under win the rest of the way. I'd consider the underplay there. Um, Will, I want to ask you real quick, your Yankees are at Atlanta tonight. I'm wondering if you have a lean on this game because Montgomery against Huascar, you know, 
Braves are a team me and Patrick been riding a ton here, and they've been doing great for us. But Yankees on the road, they open like a, a pick them type number. It hasn't moved too much. Some shops are like minus 110 Atlanta here. I was actually leaning Atlanta because it seems to me you have a lot of betting here on the Yankees. The interesting, interesting thing with the Yankees, when they're playing well, they're overvalued. When they were losing and not playing well, they had a ton of value. Are they being overvalued here? Yes, they're playing great. But I'm looking at Atlanta. They're 28 and uh, I think they're 20 and 18 against lefties or something like that going up against Montgomery today. Would you ride your Yanks or do you think maybe a tough spot there at Atlanta? Lean Yanks, but this is a stay away because like you guys, I've been riding the Braves every night. Part of that is a hedge because I got a lot on the Phillies at a plus number to win the division. So I've been riding the Braves every night. I've been riding the Yankees every night. I've been winning every night. Now they play each other. I'm kind of stuck on what to do. I think I saw the stat. This is the first time since 1901 both teams enter a game with a nine-game winning streak, which is pretty – I mean, that's that's a surprising stat. But It, it is I mean, interesting. Yeah, nine-game winning streak, I think it is, for both teams. So uh, two hot teams. Something's got to give here. Pretty easy stay away for me, though. It's incredible a sport, what, 140 years, how often new records yeah. are made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's no incredible. Doubt. A first year player, whatever. That's baseball's, baseball's the best. There's just nothing that compares to it. By the way, you are going to go, are you going team total over with Houston tonight, hosting Kansas City? Yeah, Houston's been a sporadic team. I mean, they actually, we're talking about how bad the Orioles have been. They got swept by the Orioles at home early in the year. They got swept by the Tigers, I think, at one point. Thank they you. lost three games to Kansas City. You're welcome. They lost three games to Kansas City last week, and they were going for a four-game sweep. They, they came back and ended up winning. Uh, the next couple nights, they scored a million runs, 15 runs, I think 12 runs one night. And then they blew a game yesterday. They, they've been a sporadic team. I still think they'll hold on to win the West, but uh, they kill lefties, and they're facing one tonight in Lynch, who is a high pick. He might be a good pitcher down the road, but he's not very polished yet so i think they'll be able to hit him at home uh, and, and hit him pretty well so i like the team total over here instead of laying the big number yeah josh that's a good maybe we could focus on kansas city at houston so what yeah. will's doing is he's some ingenuity there to get away from a big number obviously houston's a 230 240 favorite uh with grinky on the bump in kansas city in town so you can kind of get around that mitigate that by going over the team total with houston and not have to pay a ton of juice this is why we love Will Hill, because I think the low-hanging fruit is just lay it, lay that big number here uh, with Houston. But, and again, they did move a lot. They're like minus 220 up to minus 230, minus 240. If you look at home favorites, minus 200 or more, they're 153 and 58 this year, 73%. You're not, a, you're not a millionaire here, but you're up around six units, so it has been profitable. But I think Will brings up a great point. You see this a lot with DeGrom. I think, and he's injured here, so you, know, you, you don't have the opportunities anymore. But anytime DeGrom takes the bump, he's minus 300. He's minus 250. Instead of betting on DeGrom to win the game, you go first five, you go team total. There are different ways. Like I think Will's thought process here is, you know, they're going to light up Lynch in this spot, but instead of laying that big number, you're getting a better number to just go team total. So I think Will brings up a, a great point there. Um, Will, I want to ask you real quick, you know, we're looking at preseason games, riding a lot of these unders, but week one isn't that far off. I was wondering if you had any week one games that caught your eye. I think you had mentioned maybe Miami there getting a three at the Patriots. And then what's your take uh, there with, um, with uh, Jalen Hurts and then the Eagles going to Atlanta on week one. Yeah, we're all kind of lines nerds, so I think you guys will appreciate this. I've been monitoring this Miami-New England line a lot. Mm -hmm. It's been two, two and a half, two and a half. Finally, last night, I saw some spots. It popped up to three very quickly. Yep. Woke up this morning, back down to two and a half. So if you can find a three, to me, those are two different teams, but they're very comparable. I think Miami's probably got a higher upside, lower floor. 
Uh, Patriots probably don't have the upside. You know, you're probably not winning the Super Bowl this year with the Patriots, but they're more of a consistent, both more in that 9-10 win range. But I just think these teams are too even. Like you guys have been talking about, home field is not worth three points. The Patriots don't score a lot. So if you can get a three with Miami, take it. Uh, believe it or not, you guys won't believe this, but there's some people out there listening who still don't have the pro football, the college football betting guide. <laughs> I mean, you're going into war with no weapons. You're going into war with no weapons. Well, how can get they find weapons. that? How can they find that? Beeson.com slash subscribe. It's mind-boggling. Once you read it, you, you'll be like, how did I ever bet with it? How did I not bet with this? I, mean, I believe crazy. you that that's where they can find yeah, it because no, I good. said it seven minutes ago. So I do. I definitely believe you. <laughs> hey, are you um, – all right, so tonight, yeah. either of you strong lean? Will, you want to go first or you want me to go first? For, for Jacksonville, you mean, for the football yeah. game? Slight lean. I mean, these games are too – Jacksonville, you're going to catch the four. Slight lean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bet it small. Josh? I'm going under 40, Patrick. I'm going to live and die on the hill of these unders right now. Again, 37 oh, or higher, 10 and two to the under. Yeah, the, the unders in general uh, have been incredible here, 24 and eight. So a little bit of an inflated number. I'll be rooting for uh, for no points in this one. I want a lot of three and outs. I want a lot of long drives and, and you know, picks picks in the end zone here. I want a lot of punts. I'll be going under 40 in Jacksonville, New Orleans. Josh is go- Will's going under as well. So some would say you're going to live and die on the Will Hill. Ooh. Uh, oh, Jesus. Man, Patrick, you, know that's a, you got to go with two us. Week suspension. I mean, <laughs> you didn't like that. Will? Hey, if they want to give me another month off, I'll take it. With yeah, that's a <laughs> the, the Will Hill at not the Will Hill. Hey, good luck today. You're not getting a bad storm, right? It's just rain. No, it's good. I think the sun's starting to maybe pop out. Uh, Feason.com slash subscribe. Let's get oh. Thomas Gable on some of these Orioles props, please. Let's put him to work. I think we should. Streak. Come on, these are fun. Josh Applebaum's not going anywhere. He's going to host every show for the rest of the lineup oh, yeah. today here on Veasan. Great job, thank you to Ann, thank you to Britain, thank you to you two. The nuts is coming up next right here on Veasan, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.